Shelly Effect is sponsored by WallStreetWindow.com and listeners like you. And now, and now the most underrated voice in all, in all media, Chuck O'Shelley. September 13, 2021, allegedly, according to that thing we call a calendar. This is indeed the show you were looking for. How do I know that? Because either you found it by chance or choice, uh, and, well, you're supposed to be here. So anyway, Monday, Monday, the first broadcast day of the week on Ocelli.com. Uh, <clears throat> we'll see We'll see if it's the last. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, just, just all I'm going to say is this. You ever get the feeling that your brain is trying to kick its way out of your skull? It's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Anyway, Hesher is with me. Alternate Current Radio, alternatecurrentradio.com. Go over there, check out the boiler room, check out the myriad of shows. Uh, is it a myriad? I don't even know if that's the right word. The array of shows, whatever. We'll call it an array because they're like weapons. How about that? Let's get rough. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we haven't done the past two Metal Masterpiece Theater weekends. That's because, well, there was other things going on, but it's not over. I was asked in the chat room before we started if that's done. It's not done. We have not run out of cool stories, as we were asked by Amir. So we're going to get back to that soon. That's a late-night Saturday thing that you got to catch on alternate current radio. But uh, I do simulcast it here, by the way. And <laughs> it usually comes out on the Patreon or in the member section at Ocelli.com as well in a, a separate and slightly different form than what Hesher puts out. But I think he's making a space for it on the website anyway, so soon it'll be very, very similar. But hardworking guy over there, he's got a lot of stuff to do and apparently was uh, on calls and stuff all day with people today, which I personally was not. <laughs> So, we'll leave it at that. Um, anyway, Hesher, how you doing, man, before I get into the headlines? How you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on the Ocelli Effect, Chuck. It's great to hear from you this Monday. What is it? The uh, 13th, I guess. We made it through uh, the 20-year anniversary of September 11 with uh, nay a whimper from uh, the protestors and the... Uh, shadow government so i guess that's all just sort of relegated to old conspiracy theory and hulu television shows and such so sort of a strange and bittersweet 20-year anniversary of uh 9-11 but that has uh come and gone and uh yeah just been real busy over here man um patrick henningson's been out uh, not feeling well the last couple of weeks, so uh, doing Sunday Wire without him. And uh, Ruckus and I hosted uh, a week ago Sunday, and uh, Basil hosted uh, yesterday. And I jumped in there for a little bit. We had uh, we had Piers Robinson with us, who is a uh, propaganda researcher from the UK. So mm -hmm. that was a bang up show, and uh, recorded a video podcast earlier today with Mindspace Art and Spore. And uh, C.S. Joseph, who is a uh, psychology expert. So, yeah, we've been real busy over here. And uh, But, hey, it's Ocelli Effect time, and we're glad to be here with you, simulcasting at Alternate Current Radio uh, or Ocelli.com. Excellent. Well, look, we, we, we try and do combined efforts when we do this, so uh, loads of fun. But I don't know if this is going to be so much fun. Now, you're saying, you know, nay a whimper from the deep, uh, dark caverns of what was – 
the conspiracy. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I agree with you because, well, you know, W came out, made his little statement, and got a lot of people a stirring, didn't he? Uh, you know, there's that. What, there's, what did Dub, what, wait, what did W say? I missed that. Uh, well, you know, he, uh, likened the idea that we might have domestic terrorists who are not, you know, culturally the same as the terrorists over there, but, uh, <laughs> but they do share this, uh, you know, hatred of, I think he said plurality and, uh, government symbols. So, you know, same, same. Remember that. You know, just like those statements from Wesley Clark some years ago saying the conspiracy theorists were terrorists. Or was that the Prime Minister of England at the time, or was that both? I think it was both. Um, Weird things going on out there, man. You know, dropping the documents, uh, at least starting to, allegedly. Drop some documentation regarding the Saudis and their direct involvement with the, quote, hijackers, end quote. That's beginning to happen and supposed to happen over the next six months due to the pressure from the 9-11 surviving families. There's that. There's the inundation with the people that like to adhere to the MSM uh, with uh, all kinds of trauma-based programming, reminders, and refresher courses for anybody who was alive and introductions for, well, you know, the majority of the millennials who go, 9-11, that's too early for me to get up. Um you know what I'm saying? It's it's a weird, weird situation. And i uh, got to say, it went kind of by without a, 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 as much fanfare as I expected. Uh, they had their gathering at the Hole in New York City. They uh, had a gathering at the Hole near Shanksville. They had uh, no gathering at the Pentagon, I think. But anyway, you know, th- there was all that. And, yeah, on Saturday they dropped, which is a weird day of the week to do it, but on Saturday they, you know, pushed out a little declassification to say, hey, the Saudi royal family might have been involved with some of the hijackers, or maybe it was just the ambassador, or maybe go see a movie, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, uh, which would have been out on video, I guess, by then, called, uh, what, Fahrenheit 9-11, where they talked about Bandar Bush back then. I don't think it's new information. But... Who knows? Maybe they'll drop a couple of interesting nuggets to get people to thinking again. Because I got this funny, funny feeling. And speaking of my funny feelings, um, I find it remarkable that the MSM does turn around and start catching up on things. Oh, I don't know. After people like us begin to analyze them. Uh, for instance, you know, I did this whole hour on Friday related to Belarus. And what's going on there, and how nobody's paying attention to it, and how the Ukraine might come back and play. And, lo and behold, I see that, uh, now I know neither one of us is a fan of John Oliver, but on Sunday, he did, uh, honestly, I could see myself responsible for writing his script on Belarus. Uh, That's how good the piece was from somebody who's not usually very good, Germ Oliver, as some people call him, because he played a uh, cameo role in a Rick and Morty episode where he was literally a germ and voiced it. <laughs> um, and and I understand, and I am certainly not happy with his, uh, you know, go-and-take-the-shot stances and garbage like that uh, and, and uh, demonization of individuals who might be conscientious objectors on one level or another regarding a lot of situations. But, you know elitism is going to elite. So there you go. But bang up job on Belarus. And then 
I said funny thing last week a couple of times, and I don't think anybody picked up on it. Um, when are they going to pull North Korea back out of the box? Turns out today. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I was I was just waiting. Got to reintroduce that one way or another. I think somebody calls up Kim Jong Jong Un and says, um, "Time to go get a photo op rolling." Did a midnight, allegedly, a midnight uh, parade of military equipment, but not the new uh, ballistic missile that they tested that they were able to keep in flight for hours. And uh, they did a missile test right on time to make sure people are distracted. Oh, by the by, we had uh, Anthony Blinken on Capitol Hill today getting uh, the usual circus grilling uh from the uh the partisan hacks on both sides of the aisle you know one side going we're so happy to, that you're here sir and thank you so much for showing up well, i would like to politely ask you a question that doesn't matter that would be the uh the people with the d's in front of their name oh and then on the other side it's hey how about we bring up hunter biden and hey 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 why would you blame trump you you your people no you people screwed up afghanistan why don't you explain that since you've been there for six months and Nothing at all of consequence gets revealed, done, or spoken about. Didn't even find it entertaining those hearings earlier today, Hesh. But anyway, what were what were they on? What was the topic? I'm, I'm not really tracking this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was uh, on Capitol Hill testifying uh, before one of those congressional committees, and by the time I was done watching it, I was so exhausted from it that uh, I, 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 I forgot which committee it was. Anyway, they, they were supposed to uh, be looking into the withdrawal in Afghanistan and why it went so badly. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Uh, so they're asking the Secretary of State, kind of a logical thing to do. You'd think, hey, something will be revealed here about what happened. Not much. You know, look, we, we didn't expect the Afghan government to fold like, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 an old paper bag. I mean, we just didn't expect it, but... <laughs> How how did you not expect it? Okay. Yeah, bogus. I, I call bogus on that one. Yeah, that's that's a good dog and pony show. Actually, a dog and pony show would be better, as you or someone said to me recently. Well, you know what? You you, you want to talk dogs and ponies? I, I, I'll give you dogs without the ponies. Apparently in Miami, at the airport, this is even better. <laughs> See, look, I'm so not entertained by that that I won't even stick to that subject. <laughs> you want to get to the dogs and ponies? Let's do it. Dogs, no ponies, at least not yet. Apparently they got uh, coronavirus-sniffing dogs in Miami. Oh, yeah, we heard about that uh, as something to look forward to. Isn't that great? Well, you know, they've been running this program now for about a month, and apparently they've had success. They've actually found two cases of coronavirus with, I kid you not, coronavirus-sniffing dogs that they've been running a test on with the employees at the airport in Miami. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, and now and now they're looking to guess what? Expand the program. Yeah, of course. And you know how they found coronavirus? Uh, they they found someone who was willing to take a PCR test. They run the PCR test, thirty five CTs or more. Boom, you got a positive. Boom, you got a reason to have a program. Boom, you got a self licking ice cream cone and a whole new industry of dog trainers and dog handlers and TSA uh, billets. It's all BS. Yeah, well, but this time they brought the dogs. So, like I said, waiting for the ponies. Uh, Yeah. 
Now, it could be that, you know, there's troubles now. Of course, the MSM once again catching up with their international look. Hey, there's supply-side problems when it comes to, guess what, Brexit in the U.K. because there's not enough truck drivers. Okay, uh, that news has come out of various outlets over the past 24 hours. It was one of the things I was greeted with at about 4 o'clock this morning, along with along with this little tidbit that dropped and disappeared because uh, nobody seems to know what the full story is, but Prince Andrew might have been served with papers regarding Virginia Goofree's case against Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and, you know. Does he have to, is he like the rest of us, Chuck? Does he have to respond to papers, or can he just roll them into a blunt and smoke them? See, I'm not sure about that. Uh, apparently this was like, you know, uh, somebody tracked him down and figured out a way to serve him at one of their, you know, many homes there. So he's at one of these places, and I'm thinking to myself, how did security let, you know, you ever, you ever seen those guys who independently go and get paid to serve, you know, serve papers on people? I mean. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm trying to imagine, I, I'm sure that the, the, the UK, British, English, I don't know what to call it at this point, version of that uh, is a little different. But can you imagine that guy getting past, you know, royal security? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, big props to him. Whoever did that, that was amazing. I'd love to know everything. I want to hear the story. I want to know like what the costume was, what the fake scenario was. Oh, dude, like, how'd you work that? Open invite. I want to interview that guy. I really do. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'll give I'll give you two full shows, no problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Any any time you want. Uh, all right, so I already brought up the FBI releases, blah, blah, right? COVID-sniffing dogs, no ponies. See, I'm disappointed there's no ponies. Are we going to get horses to figure this out, too? Or are we too busy feeding them to people, you know, under the guise of McDonald's in certain places? Did I just say that out loud? I think I did. Uh, um, yeah, you forgot Subway, though. They might be in on that. Oh, don't even get me started on them again. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Oh, oh, oh! Outside the DNC headquarters early, early to earlier today, there was a guy with uh, machetes and stuff. They took him into custody. Uh, not sure what the full story was there, but immediately the MSM had pictures of the fact that he had some kind of swastika in his carved into his rearview mirror somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. And then he had some other like clearly, you know, not only am I a Nazi, but I support Trump. Uh, a bumper oh, sticker or something. Media op then sounds like fake. Yeah, but see, why wouldn't they get him with with an AR and complete the package? I mean, this guy's only got machetes and ready for this a bayonet. <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing, and I'm going, all right, I don't understand this, so I put that one aside. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put the fake stamp on that one. Media yeah, op, exactly. Okay, moving on. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. And look, you got the recall election in, in California, right, which uh, Elder is, is uh, crying foul immediately and right now. And uh, I, I don't know how far that's going to go in a state that, quite honestly, is majority blue. So I, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if Newsom's going to get recalled. I still have the open question as to whether he's going to let Sirhan Sirhan get his parole or not. Uh, guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> okay. But 46 <laughs> challengers out there. And, oh, right, Biden made a trip out there today, right, in, in order to, what, survey fire damage and 
survey fire damage because he's got to go check in with Newsom and campaign for him. Now, just from the outside, sort of, you know, normal, eh, what what, what should we call it? Normal? No, not normal. What, What would it be? The surface level... MSMBS of information, one could say that Biden's approval rating is slipping and he's going out there to campaign. Now, I don't know if Kamala will be part of that as well, but eh, I don't know. You know, it it would make more sense if they sent her out there. I think they already did. Uh, It's it's looking weird out there with these mail-in ballots. I I don't know what to make of California. And you know why? Because California is California. Okay, and, and everything is strange out there. So, you know, and and, and yes, I, I, I realize that, you know, Schwarzenegger got in there by recalling Gray Davis, but Newsom ain't quite Gray Davis. Gray Davis was uh, even more of a disaster than, <laughs> than I don't know, the, the, the last <laughs> few fires that have ripped through California. I mean, yeah, really. Gray Davis was bad. You, you don't know how bad it was that the guy who, I'll be back, got in there. You know, I mean, could barely speak, ended up being a governor. Who knows how he even became an action star outside of the fact that he had muscles. But not like he was the only guy around who could have done that. I, yeah, I, he was running against uh, Gary Coleman, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, I... I I vaguely recall that Gary Coleman was attempting to run for office, and then he was a security guard and bit some chick on the ankle, and I think that was the end of it. I, like, maybe I'm mixing stories here, but I know that Gary Coleman's trajectory is weird. I mean, you know, we, we <laughs> Once could... Once you bite someone on the ankle publicly, it's all over. Yeah, I mean, unless you're Mike Tyson and you bite somebody on the inside of their thigh during a press conference, I mean, you ain't getting away with that. I mean, it's just that simple. But But then again... You know, is it stranger today or then, considering the fact that Caitlyn Jenner, I think, is still on the ballot out there? <laughs> yeah. The oh, right-wing yes. transgender oddity on the ballot. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a, re- a Californian Republican with some balls. That's that's what you said. But not anymore. See, this is the problem. No, they're there. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, you know about more of this than I do. Okay. Uh. I do. I do. I did a whole episode about it. I I called it hashtag cut it off, and I gave them a bunch of crap. And I said, hey, if you want us to take you seriously, you got to cut it off. (laughs) Well, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. (laughs) I'm just saying. You're just LARPing. I'm sorry. You're just LARPing right now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's it's like you know the the uh, oh boy I'm gonna get myself in trouble. It, it, it's it's like those chicks when we were younger that were older than us but had butterfly tattoos on them because they were real real dangerous hippie chicks. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you hear that laugh from Hesher right there? All right. I all know right. the type. <laughs> How well do you know the type? <laughs> oh wait a minute! We're not uh, doing metal like masterpiece <laughs> theater here. We, which by the way, we will do this uh, this coming Saturday, as far as I know, unless something comes up. But yeah. no idea what we're going to cover there. Look, man, I, I'm trying to look at the news. I'm trying to keep a good sense of humor about all this. But realistically, look, what are the debates going on in the MSM? Exactly who should dictate to whom? I guess maybe I don't care. I'm not a grammar Nazi. Look. Who is supposed to dictate whose behavior? You know what I mean? That's all it is. It's which authoritarian flavor do you like better? 
And oh, by the way, we're gonna sell you one way this on this channel, and sell you another way on that channel. And here's some publications. And oh, you know, George Bush is evil because how dare he speak against a Republican? You know, because there's this whole thing. Trump responded about Trump, and you know, I mean, Trump responded. Well, he always responds about Trump, but Trump responded about you know Bush. And oh, well, there's that going on. And oh, by the way, uh, another rally coming up this Saturday in. <laughs> DC, ooh, the uh, the J six, the Justice for J six rally or something. Uh, I I heard it called in a few places. Not sure if that's what those people are calling it, but um, yeah. So stop the steal continued, and here we go again. I I I wonder if anybody is going to be intelligent enough to not attend the thing that the MSM has now advertised. Oh, I, I wonder. I know. Yeah, Ruckus cued me in in the Discord chat that Bush made a comment comparing January 6th to 9-11. Um, kind of. Kind of, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a ridiculous stretch, even if it was only alluded to. But, yeah, yeah. anyone that goes to that is uh, has, has not caught on to the gag yet, I would say. Well, and here's the funny thing. Why is anybody taking George Bush seriously? This Right? See, that guy's... Remember, there was a time when that guy was, like, the enemy to all people interested in power politics. Like, post his presidency, it was like... I mean, even when when George W... I mean, um, when Junior George took up, it was like, he was kind of a joke because he was the son of that guy. Whoa, hold on, hold on. This is who we're talking about. This is who we're talking about. Okay, you got H.W. Bush in the 80s, the president on 9-11. George W., this is is the point. He was there speaking at a 9-11 thing, and he made this... All right, all right, I got the wires crossed. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was the the children's book reading diptard that, uh, that got us in in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Fool, fool, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool, fool, fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Yeah, that guy with the paintings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Seriously, I have, I have some great. I have a whole folder of uh, sound bites of him doing stupid stuff, exactly like that one, actually, <laughs> including that one. Yeah, I'm sure you do. And look, I got a whole a string of him having a conversation that sounds like he's talking to Charles Manson, and it's hard to tell them apart. Um, it, 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 like, <laughs> I think I've heard that one. Yeah, the speech pattern is very similar. <laughs> it's not that much different. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, and, and honestly, if you listen to Charlie carefully, sometimes he makes some interesting points. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, as opposed to George, who does not. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's the thing. And that guy ran the country for eight years, you know. Uh, look, and people have now retconned or whatever, rehabilitated his entire... I stand by what I always said about him, which is he's a war criminal. He's a war criminal, mm-hmm. and you know what? It's it's not a shocker. People are freaking out this week, too, about Biden. Oh, my God, Biden killed civilians, and he killed an aid worker that was bringing water in Afghanistan. I'm going, yeah, and it's also Monday. You know, th- this mm-hmm. this is not new. I, I, I Oh, um, how dare yeah. Biden? He ought to resign. I'm like... <laughs> First of all, if you think that's the guy pulling the trigger, I mean, you need help. Second, um, even if he was, even if he was even remotely involved in the decision, tell me how that differs from, ready, going to go through the list. 
Trump, who had tons of drone strikes during his presidency that nobody talked about, tell me that he didn't hit any illegitimate targets. There was no collateral damage during all that. Oh, wait, most of that's still classified. Tune in in about 25 years, and you'll hear about what Bush did. I mean, oh, excuse me, what Trump did. And then let's rewind. The drone striking king himself, Obama. <laughs> okay, uh, who, who I was always fine with people coming on my show and going, oh, yeah, I'll bomb you. And I went, yeah, that's the guy. Um, you, you couldn't criticize him because if you were a white guy, well, that was a big deal because he's black. So don't criticize him. And how dare you criticize Trump because he's the savior of all people. But rewind a little more. You weren't allowed to criticize W neither. And you know why? Because then you're anti-American. How dare you? You're standing with the terrorists instead of with us. And believe me, that was a real thing. But either way, I've said it all along. <laughs> you know, this, the destruction of Iraq is literally the criminal destruction of a sovereign nation under false pretenses. Somebody argue with me. Really? You got an argument? I don't think so. Anything else is propaganda nonsense and guess what BS. So you want to go into Afghanistan? Who actually started it? Fine, we can do that. Oh, but they did that so they could bring in the Patriot Act. Yeah, yeah, the Patriot Act that was written while Clinton was still in office. Because guess what? See how I'm still going with the string? <laughs> okay. And then yeah, go go back to the business. Just keep pulling. It gets longer and longer. Yeah, it does. Look, you go back further, and what do, you, what do you got? The guy who claimed he was never in the CIA, who was definitely a paper pusher in the CIA, George H.W. Bush. Oh, it's a funny thing when you sandwich your business partner in between yourself and your son. And what did he do? Well, he kind of ran part of Reagan's presidency while he was suffering from Alzheimer's. Check the dates as to when he died from Alzheimer's and how long he was probably suffering from it. The guy was messed up during his administration. And also, by all accounts, he didn't always know what was going on anyway. He delegated authority during his regime. And, well, if you think a president of the United States is in charge, let me continue on the list. Because... <laughs> Jimmy Carter, the only guy I give an asterisk to who I don't think was inherently entirely evil uh, in the course of my lifetime as people who were in that office, but eh, still, CFR people all over him, a whole bunch of uh, interesting individuals. I mean, he did challenge the CIA, but uh, I don't know why they didn't just shoot him. Because usually that's what they do. Oh, wait, let's go back one. To Ford, who was a stooge, who didn't deserve to be in the office, but since he was a good little servant of the darker, deeper state, trust me, he got in there because they had to get rid of Nixon, who was dumb enough to think he was in charge. And also criminal, but he thought his criminality was normal, which he was right. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And the CIA just kind of, you know, hamstrung him. Then you go back to Johnson, who was also a criminal. I mean, okay, so, we're, we're, oh, th these have D's and R's in front of all of them, by the way. They alternate a bit, and it really doesn't matter. You know, and, and again, I think the last fool who really thought he was in charge of something was John F. Kennedy, and they gave him a trip to Dallas for his troubles. So, that's where I stand on all that, and oh, by the way, I wasn't alive in 1963, so I've gone beyond my lifetime. Point is, none of these fools are, guess what, on your side. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, it, oh, Biden is evil. Biden's evil. Good luck. I don't, I, uh, I, you know, some days he looks good. Other days, not sure he knows where he is. And that's fine, because you know what? Trump looked the same to me. 
The last guy who I thought was completely mentally competent, which is saying a lot, although, again, still don't believe was in charge, is Obama. He had himself together. He could perform. And I don't believe that he was cognitively impaired. But uh, but but that's that's about the best I can say for that war criminal. <laughs> okay, so you know, name me one of these guys who wasn't a war criminal in one way or another. I I, I mean, Ford probably never made a single decision really, outside of you know falling down a flight of steps and not really wanting to talk about his wife's alcoholism exactly. But other than that, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he made any real decisions. Outside of that, name me one of those guys who wasn't a war criminal in some way or other. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not possible. And and the, it's. I was watching a little bit of uh, dreaded Fox News today. And the same topic started bothering me because I see Fox now um, reveling in the same tactics that the left media was reveling in during Trump, and it's like. They just try to blame all these things on Biden patently, and it's like, he's just a scarecrow. He is, he's literally like a weekend at Bernie's. He may as well just be a corpse on strings. Same with Trump. Same with every name that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I agree. Obama was a great performer. Give him that. Um, but, like, none of... It's, it's folly to sit there and watch left or right-wing mass media cartel content and just accept, let the let all the blame fall on the geriatric suit or the orange suit or the sharp black guy in a suit or the son of, you know, an ex-CIA guy in a suit and say that's the person that made this happen because there it's not. I guarantee you if mm-hmm. you told if if someone went up to Biden, say the general went up to Biden and said uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and drone this. All right, is that cool? He would have no idea what he was even talking about. Like these these decisions are made inside the Pentagon, inside the CIA, inside the military-industrial complex. It's not the president sitting there with an Xbox controller flying the drone. You know what I mean? These programs they go on and on and on. And actually, if the president, from from what all I can muster and tell from what my limited vantage point is if the president doesn't like something the military industrial complex is doing it's not really in his power to change it (laughs) yeah and well we we could talk about how you know it took 20 years to get to a point where you could drop the ball like that uh you know i'm just saying everybody take take your place where you're supposed to get what you get when you reap what you sow i mean that's the bottom line and i Afghanistan. I, 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 I never understood that from the beginning. You know, where it was like, okay, I, I get you want to go get bin Laden. And I look, I've, I've had to admit on this show, I was not fully aware and alive and awake. You know, it wasn't like September 12th of uh, 2001. I was sitting here going, yeah, yeah, I know that this is all a charade. I, I, was, Same. I was sucked in. I really was. I was on the Same here. the side of, you know, well, we, we'd been attacked. And and they, they did that all weekend, by the way. All weekend where everybody, let's replay the phone calls and let's talk about the heroes of Flight 93 and let's, and uh, on and on and on. Oh, yeah, even better. It's really now, frustrating. 
And I, now I was the same way, man. Yeah, and now they're wheeling out grandchildren too, by the way, to come out and make statements. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Papa, I never got to know you. And what what do you think that is? <laughs> okay, that uh, that's I, disgusting, is what that is. And I'm not saying that those people don't legitimately feel that. They may. You know, if, if you're 20 years old and you didn't get to meet your grandfather because he died that day, yeah, I, I get it. You, you might come out and go, you know, I've gotten to hear about you a lot all my life. You might have that legitimate feeling. I'm not criticizing those people. I'm not. I'm criticizing no, no. We, the use we of them. we got to criticize the producer. Yeah, like you were about to say, I probably cut you off. But we got to criticize the vampiric, succubus, ghoul producers that need that angle for their story, for mm-hmm. their narrative. You got it. You got it. You know, and and well, while we're at it, <laughs> let's go let's go down the dark dark corridor for a minute and then we're just going to go free form here cuz well, you know, the coronavirus thing is a happening. Um, and why do I say it's a happening? Well, there are real-world consequences, no matter what you think the level of the reality of the virus is. Uh, you know, there, there's the one hospital in New York that's gotten a little bit of media traction. I'm slightly surprised because uh, they can't deliver babies no more because a whole bunch of their staff resigned, and they don't have enough staff to deliver babies. So you got that going on. You got other places where there are medical professionals that are going, look, man, I'm willing to work. I'm willing to risk. I'm willing to put up with a bunch of crap. And uh, the weenie dog agrees. And you know what? But But I'm not willing to take the shot. And some of them are starting to resign in certain places. It's not getting played up in the media. But the one hospital that said, can't be birthing no babies no more, they got a little bit of media traction now. What are they? They're terrible people. What did the statements come out, you know, afterwards? Well, we hope that we'll be able to uh, retain some of them after they reconsider their resignations. Or we'll get new staff who will be vaccinated, and then everyone will be protected. Because how dare you? How dare you not accept the shot? (sighs) That is continuing to churn. And in fact, is being amped up not only by the figurehead Biden and, of course, our friend Tony over there, who is the creepiest of individuals when you go and look at his whole history when it comes to, you know, things like HIV and AIDS and stuff. But pay no attention to that because he is the Honorable Dr. Fauci, who, by the way, was uh, present, well, let's see, doesn't matter if a D or an R was running stuff. The guy seems to always be in a position of power. Huh. Wonder what that means. He's not anybody's favorite. And, of course, they just kick him back and forth as to who should be against him. But the majority of us are supposed to accept it, and how dare we not? (sighs) I don't know, Hesh. I just don't know at this point. I mean... You mean you, you don't accept the omnipotence of Emperor Lord God Fauci, Chuck? That that could get you in trouble, man. It could get you it could lower your social credit, man. Oh, here we go with the social credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know what my social credit score is, but uh I don't know. I I don't even know what my regular credit score is. How about that? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know? It, it's 
look, I got certain things I got to do, and therefore I got to deal with certain systems, but believe me, I'm never happy about it. Okay, you know, uh, if, if I didn't need an eye doctor, I wouldn't wait till January when they can finally get me in. But, uh, yeah. you know... It, this, this, this whole thing with the, the, the hospitals and the nurses and all that, I mean, it's it should be a massive red pill for everybody out there to see that hospitals are actually terminating people, creating new termination codes to terminate nurses and other medical staff won't take the jab and then they they it's just like it's so simple it's like okay that that's the hospital lost 70 people over there in orange county or whatever and that's like 20 percent of their staff or something like that and all of a sudden they're saying oh our covid wards are overfilled with cases overfilled with case well okay well how many beds do you got no one ever asks that how many beds are there well there's 20 beds in there and we've got 18 people with flu-like symptoms well mm. Yeah, are there more beds on other floors? Yeah. Are there are there more nurses on other floors? No, we're a little short staffed. Well, you fired all those people who did all that work to become a nurse. I mean, let's just set the doctors aside for a minute here and talk about nurses. Anyone out there mm-hmm. that's gone to nursing school or has a loved one who's been in nursing school and then dealt with the the residency phase and all those intermediary uh steps of becoming RN, uh, it is a, it's an insane amount of sacrifice that those people make to get there, and probably an insane amount of debt that they go into to get through those schools, mm-hmm. and they're literally being having their careers taken away from them in what is supposed to be the middle of a pandemic, over not taking it, an experimental gene therapy drug that has no long term results. Like, what is this? I mean, it, this should just be like a giant red flag for everybody if not a red pill you just take it back to more normie speak i was talking to normies here i got you well you know speaking of that couple things uh one have you seen the matrix 4 trailer yes i did okay well maybe we'll talk about that a little in the second hour but since you bring up red pills i figured let's talk about all the blue pills in that trailer but um (laughs) you know and and my biggest thing is, is is the premise problem. Okay, I see in my chat room, you know, only 100 people believed in QAnon. I wish you were right. I really do. But that's not true. And it's not the 50 million either. You know, it's it's somewhere in between, like most things. Okay, the, the, the hyperbolic is always played up for effect. I mean, it's that simple. You know, so it's not 100 people. I wish it was 100 people. It's not 50 million either, because if it was, things would be worse. There are parts of that that have gotten out to uh, uh, many millions of people, though, where even if they don't think they believe in what Q was putting out, they're on board with it. Give you an interesting, for example, the people that were screaming, stop the steal. The people that are screaming today, the elections are rigged. And that they're stealing elections from us. Here's a funny premise that and, and, and a good challenge. These people actually believe that those things were in their hands. See, you have to have possession of something in order for somebody to steal it from you. Now, if you were ahead of the game and understood, <laughs> you don't control this to begin with. Your 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 votes don't really count, but the person who counts the votes counts. If you didn't understand that already, 
you know, welcome to planet Earth. Welcome to what was allegedly America. Because <laughs> uh, that's the game. See, and that's the problem with this thing, where, listen, we can't tell you what to take and what not to take, but you're supposed to appeal to the authority of the medical establishment, and that was before the, quote, pandemic, end quote. You were supposed to do that anyway. What's the matter with you? And now, regardless of what the real numbers are, now regardless of exactly how many people, you know, deaths are going up, but cases are going down, whatever, blah, blah, blah. However they game out the statistics, you're still faced with the same thing. And that is submit one way or another. And look, you don't like submitting here? We'll give you another option because you can become part of the controlled opposition one way or another. But at the end of the day, I think they have actually uncork the wrong genie bottle on this situation. Most people are going to give in, Hesher. They just are. And I'll tell you why. It's because they're going to start losing things. And the second people start taking away a child's toys, they do pay attention. You won't be able to go on a flight. You won't be able to go to a concert. You won't be able to go see this, that, the third thing. You won't be able to attend old family get-togethers. You won't be able to travel outside of where you live because there's a lot of control mechanisms that can be leaned upon you for you to submit. And one way or another, it's going to come around. Even if you do misspell uh, <laughs> Moderna on your... Uh, your fake vaccine passport. Did you see that story, by the way, out of Hawaii? No, I missed that one. I did. I've seen a number of people doing exactly what we suspected, though, and making fake ones mm-hmm. and getting caught, stuff like that. <clears throat> what happened in Hawaii? They spelled it wrong and got caught. Misspelled Moderna, apparently. And, uh, yeah. And also, uh, odd claim on the form that uh, they got vaccinated at, ready for this, an NRA vaccination center. <laughs> NRA nice Well, it's a funny thing NRA cuz MRA, right? Mhm. So, again, yeah. probably screwing up the M and the N as they did in Moderna. Oh my gosh. I, I'm well, just <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a target-rich environment for stupidity. Chuck. Isn't it though? Uh, Isn't it though? Yeah, I mean, look, if really you're going to forge your vaccine passport at least spell things right, please. I mean, everybody's got a way to check on the internet if you don't know how to spell. Come on, man. Yeah, and and furthermore, let's let's sack up here, everybody, and boycott and skip things that have vaccine passports required. Those things are all going to crumble if enough of us skip it, sue it, all that stuff. I mean, you, you mentioned taking away toys from children. Let's not be children. Let's be the adults that we are here and uh, start fixing this because we can't just put Band-Aids on it like getting getting fake vac certificates so that we can go to the concert or go to the vacation destination. That's right. See, that's right. That That's what actually has to happen because I have noted that, you know, if enough people do resist an unfair situation... Even the corporations will give some. 
you notice there's a lot of uh, come and get a job because now there's more jobs than there are unemployed people. And funny thing about those stats is they're probably wrong anyway. But funny thing about it is if you notice there's a whole bunch of signing bonuses like everywhere for crap jobs. Trying to suck anybody in to come and work for way less than what you should. And the funny thing is, the more people don't show up for work, (laughs) the harder it's going to be to maintain those businesses. That's the way that's going to be. I mean, I know everybody goes, well, this is just a justification to bring in automation. That's coming anyway. That's coming anyway. But in the short run, they're going to need to do something. And in some places, they've turned around and offered more money. I'm just saying it's one of those things that's going on, but, you know, don't fly with Delta or whatever. And, uh, oh, by the way, don't be an employee of theirs because they're going to tell you what to do. Which, by the way, that's another interesting thought. And I know this is going to sound all sorts of left-wingy, but bear with me for a second. At what point does your employer, who gets to employ you, um... At what point did they gain absolute control over all of your decisions? Because putting what it is you choose into your body, I mean, they already do things like the drug tests and all that to tell you what not to put in there. And you could almost make a claim that that makes some sort of sense. Maybe you don't want somebody, you know, totally wasted when they're trying to do delicate work. I get it. But uh, nevertheless... How did it go this way? So can they tell you also that if you're too fat, you're fired? Can, can they also tell you that if you're, uh, oh, I don't know, getting too many sunburns? I mean, this is starting to sound like, wait a minute, this is what happens when you're in the military. You can get fined and go to jail for getting a sunburn because you're abusing their property. So oddly enough, it sounds to me like... Somebody decided along the way here that somebody gives you a paycheck, didn't just rent some of your hours from you, but they bought you. Uh, is this is this a bizarre concept? I mean, is this is this hard to understand that this is they now being exerting, normalized? Yeah. yeah, they're exerting ownership over their employee's body. I mean, that is slavery. It arguably it was already slavery in so many ways. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's off the table, everybody. HIPAA, no, 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 no. Um, Americans with Disabilities Act, no, 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 no. You take the risk. Your doctor said don't, no, no, no. We say you lose your job if you don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. And and I've heard from uh, dozens probably, I hear almost every day from a listener or a friend who is having to retire early is losing their job like this is not just in the news i know tens of people right now who are have lost have quit have retired early at a detriment to them and or have been fired uh right now as of now and 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 that eo came out what last last thursday or something Mm. well executive orders i mean does anybody actually read those (laughs) i keep asking yeah Great question. And how are they going to enforce this one? This one is so ridiculous. I do not see a way to enforce it. I mean, yes, of course, some corporations are going to be nasty about it. But those are the people we all got to stack up and walk away from. We want to do business with them. Right. 
But that, but that's the thing is, you know, you get into certain positions here, and I understand that there are some people who go, look, you know, it's a matter of survival. I gotta take, I gotta take one for the team to survive because I got people to take care of, and I get it. But man, it, it's getting so weird watching these people argue over who has the right to rule you. And I don't mean you, Hesher. I mean the you out there, the listener, the anybody. Anybody else yeah. besides who has the right to rule you? Well, <clears throat> we go by the science and we say, okay, whatever follows that, <laughs> tune mm-hmm. it out. Um, the people that argue about the right to choose and what's going on in Texas. Okay. So I, I'm just going to break down this reality one more time. This doesn't matter if you are someone of means. This is irrelevant. Why? Because yep. a woman makes a private arrangement with a doctor, and under HIPAA laws, they're not supposed to reveal it, and things get done. And if you have good insurance or good relationship with your doctor, you can get a procedure done. Law, no law, Roe v. Wade, irrelevant. But here's the thing. These people in Texas don't have a right to talk about what people can and cannot do. And it's getting weirder. They're arguing over it. Abbott, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about this. But that whole weirdness where, well, sir, you're not even making exceptions for rape and incest. Now, is that a fair question? I don't even know. The guy was there (laughs) signing the bill you know, to, to protect the integrity of, ele- of an election that had no integrity to begin with. So, false premise alert again. But, um, okay. They asked the question, and his response is, we're going to take rapists off the street. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Look, it, th- th- this is not about logic, because does that mean you weren't doing that before, A, B, does that mean that this is the remedy to what it is you were just asked? Because it doesn't make any sense. Because if you're arresting a rapist, that means they committed a rape. And therefore, the situation which would cause the controversy to begin with had already occurred. So how do you even answer something like that with this? This is why I can't be in politics, man. I, I could not give a stupid answer like that with a straight face. I would laugh at my own BS, where it's like, I, I just, I, you know what, I, I would probably look at that reporter and say, I'm just going to dodge your question. Because that would be the honest way to approach, I'm not answering this. As opposed to, yeah, well, we're, we're going to go after rapists because we will not have them on the streets. Okay, so that wasn't part of your general idea to begin with. I mean, rapists were okay until we signed the abortion law, now we're going to go after rapists? Or... I mean, explain this to me. Nah, he doesn't have to. And nor do any of these people who have been put in power one way or another, whether it's a governor or it's, you know, an alleged POTUS or Kamala or any of these senators or the honorable whatever, they never have to answer to anything because this is how privilege really works. I don't know, man. I, I, I can never understand how it's like you don't challenge the premise, and I'm not even getting into the argument. Are you pro-choice? Are you pro-life? We can do that if you want. 
but uh, again, if if we're looking at equal legal legal standards, another another thing that always screws me up on this argument is that if you or I were laying in a bed and we had heartbeat activity and no brain activity, we could be declared legally dead. So, eh, I don't know what to say about it, except that I don't have a uterus, so feel like my opinion is not quite as valuable as some others. Well, that's the way we're meant to feel, uh, unfortunately. Um, but I will say that... Uh, if you look, I'm looking at uh, some stats out of uh, Florida here. Um, it says 2017 through year to date. This was published in 2018. So for a one-year span mm. uh, in in Florida, uh, 0.44% had abortions because due to rape or incest. And... Uh, that is less than one percentage point of people that the journalist wants to draw folks' attention to um, because it's an emotional plea. They, they really lean on emotional pleas. They do that with the abortion topic on both sides. They mm -hmm. try to make it way more emotional than it needs to be, and, and they make it seem like it's extreme on both sides when, when in actuality... Um, the the most popular reason for an abortion is is because of socioeconomic reasons or right. flat out whoring with no with no care. You know what I mean? Like it has been beat into uh, young women's heads, unfortunately, that this is a form of birth control, uh, and and that is. You know, to me, that's the, the sick part of the whole abortion thing, because Roe v. Wade is never going to be overturned. It really doesn't mean that much. It's supposed to just sit there so that we have this political wedge issue that um, media outlets and politicians can drag along behind them like Pied Pipers and only focus on the emotional parts of it rather than the procedural parts of it. And God forbid anybody talk about the origin of Planned Parenthood and the original um, use case for Planned Parenthood. Then you are some sort of uh, misogynist, uh, likely a rapist, and, and definitely a racist. Well, see, more than one thing can be true at the same time. Okay, and and I here here's the thing: we're we're probably going to have a little bit of a coded discussion here because this is interesting, um, mm -hmm. and. I'll leave the listeners to figure out who's who. Because weird thing that just happened there. You just broke it down to, look, here was an emotional pull to try and pull Abbott into a discussion. He responded with an emotional pull. And it's funny because they didn't have the conversation at all. <laughs> um, you and I are doing that at this moment. Now, your response actually has a bit of an emotional response to it where you look at the social programming aspect of it. And, of course, the origins, I can't argue with you there at all. And I'm not trying to argue with you all the way across the board on this either. But the funny thing is, the origins of Planned Parenthood, yeah, you can just go right into the, 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 the fact that America's got a very storied history with eugenics. And, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, again, the Third Reich didn't invent that stuff. Uh, so uh, I'll say that as loud and proud as I can. Yeah, it was an American import. Okay? 
So, you know, paperclip and all those fun things, that was a return on an investment. Anyway, <laughs> when it comes down to it, still to me it is a issue of in in some cases you have you have health issues in some cases you have socioeconomic issues which i believe are the majority of the problem uh and then i ask you what is the solution otherwise or i ask anybody what is the solution otherwise nobody wants to have that discussion and i mean nobody what is the solution to that wedge issue? What is the fair, equitable, reasonable way to intellectually handle it? You'll get barraged with nothing but emotional ploys in order to evoke, well, you know, let, let, let's just go with the, uh, the broad side of one side, which is, look, it's just murder. That's it. It is murder, and you don't understand because it's murder. Okay, is it an abhorrent form of murder? Is it actually murder? Kind of questionable. Is it a biological situation where you can declare that there is absolutely, and, and you don't necessarily know what it is you're getting end result-wise here. You don't, and, and quite frankly, you and I trying to have this discussion without having experienced it, there's a whole dimension that's going to be missing anyway. I do stick to that argument, that I will have an incomplete set of data here. Because there is part of the human experience that uh, I'm biologically incapable of participating in, directly. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is true, I will agree with that. But I will also note that uh, I've known... A, I've known the type of woman, more than one, who looks at abortion as a valid type of birth control, hands mm -hmm. down, like no matter what, like they have a very um, rigid set of um, identity thinking around abortion, and it doesn't matter, it's just strictly up to the woman, no matter what, it's never bad if she wants to for any reason. Like I've known a number of women like that. And I've also known a number of women who had abortions in, in, their, in their life early on and were deeply and profoundly affected by it to the point where they knew that it affected them emotionally and physically in a way that they would never do that again. And just in my, anecdotally, my personal experience is that the former type of women were full of all kinds of pathological ego issues, neuroses, and just a host of other things. And the the the, the recent the, the other one I mentioned, the ones that kind of regretted it or wished that they had known more or wished that they had not been pushed into it by friends, family, parents, teachers, or priests or society, um, were were much more higher were of a higher um, caliber of, of friend and partner and just intellect in general. That, that's my experience. That's all I can add to that, you know? Yeah, and I can tell you that, look, I've had a, I've had a diverse experience with this so much as I can as well. And I've seen this from a bunch of different sides. And I do mean, yeah, I can identify the, uh, the type that you're talking about who 
are clearly damaged in one way or another that have no regard anyway for a lot of things and quite frankly <laughs> you know what what are what are they producing if they are not given that option is another question um <clears throat> i've also known some that have regretted it but still stand by the idea that it is their right to do so and I've also seen it go the other way where, you know, an experience with it and then terrified by it ever after. Um, and I, I got to say, there, there, there is a mixed bag of results here. It's not universal. Uh, and, yeah. and not each one of them that is, you know, staunchly on the choice side uh, is entirely committed to it or does feel as though it should be uh, utilized as a form of birth control. You know what I right. mean? Uh, if they've had some experience. Now, when you, when you deal with some of them that, uh, that I've come across who, who deal with it on the hypothetical level, boy, that's where it gets even more extreme and even more uh, kind of twisted. In my mind, I don't see how they can reckon with it when they're dealing with it hypothetically, frankly. Right. It's like, it's like they have an idealized version of it. There's this, like, installed identity politic and virtue that goes with being pro-choice mm -hmm. and i've seen that too it's it's rampant among the young people and uh it's i don't even know what to say about it because it's like even if it's a woman it's like okay i admit i don't have that experience i cannot know the physical and emotional experience but you don't know it either young girl with you know purple hair from evergreen college or you know what insert college name here mm -hmm. yeah and just just for the record mrs o is in the chat room effectively stating if you don't have a uterus you shouldn't have a say which uh quite frankly look i have to also fall on the side of the supremacy of the individual and again you know i think people have a right to do what it is they do uh, now, as far as... Well, I, I, hold yeah. on one sec. I, I understand what she's saying. And I, and I, I, my middle ground, my personal middle ground on this is, you know, that's fine. But I think if we were to really um, appreciate and actually have a republic of states, there should be states that can do it and states that can't do it. They should be able to vote on that themselves and set their own stipulations for it. I think that this, this like second and third trimester abortion stuff is absolutely horrible. I, uh, I would understand if that was outlawed in, in many cases. Yep. And um, the, the big problem for me, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for it. I'm personally against it. And I don't want to be, I don't want the government paying for it. And furthermore, the worst thing to me is that schools and the media promote it as a form of empowerment and birth control. And, mm -hmm. and that has decimated our black population utterly. And they're taking that same PSYOP and applying it to all of us now to the point where as a collective society, generally we feel that way. Abort them. And, you know, that's where that's where it starts to get sticky for me. I got you, but it gets uh, like like I said, it gets sticky for me on the side of still with the idea that if I'm going to make a mistake, 
my mistake has to lay on the side of, of, of protecting the right of, of an individual. And like I said, I, I don't object to the idea that if there's no brain function, you know, legally when they're, when they're allowed to pull plugs on people and things, no brain function, it, it's a discussion. Um, and a heartbeat is not necessarily proof of life. So, eh, that's where I come down. That's where you kind of come down. I don't think we're going to continue this discussion in the next hour. We went a little long. <laughs> but uh, one thing's for sure, you didn't hear a discussion like this somewhere else. Because this isn't the way it sounds normally. Usually people screaming at each other. And I wonder, it, it, it's probably obvious to anybody who paid attention. But Hesher and I just took two sides of an issue and did not attack each other. <laughs> yeah. Almost like we're not American or anything, Hesher. I don't know. Anyway. I know, right? Theo Chalyabek will continue after this with Hesher from Alternate Current Radio. And perhaps we'll get into some more evolved discussions as we move further. Stick around and find out. Revelation through conversation. Do you like history? Real history that you were never taught in schools? Why? The Vietnam War. Nuclear bombs and nation building in Southeast Asia. By author Mike Swanson. With new documentation never seen before. That'll open your eyes to events that led up to this. Why? The Vietnam War. Nuclear bombs and nation building in Southeast Asia. 1945 through 1961. Get your copy today at Amazon.com. Why? The Vietnam War. By author Mike Swanson. WallStreetWindow.com Gold. Silver. The stock market. WallStreetWindow.com Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State understood these trends professionally for many years and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge wallstreetwindow.com go there now go there now go there now this is james corbett of corbettreport.com and you're listening to the ocelli effect at ocelli.com in denial secret wars with airstrikes and tanks by larry hancock Secret wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. Secret wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to Larry-Hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Go ahead, caller. Hey, I'm interested in the truth about the JFA assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim, Oswald girlfriend, she knew Ruby and Barry, cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFA assassination? Book into 
your claims. Go to Amazon.com. Enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, <laughs> a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Barry Baker in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. Ocelli.com. Chili.com. Learn from our relatively recent history, my brother. That's where I'm coming from. I say all power to the people. And now, the most underrated voice in all media. Chuck O'Shelly. The second hour of the O'Shelly Effect continues a little late here on the live stream, but that's okay. We went long in the first hour with Hesher from Alternate Current Radio, alternatecurrentradio.com is the place to go to check out the Boiler Room, the Social Rejects Club, the Daily Ruckus, Sunday Wire, a whole bunch of stuff over there. Um, <clears throat> quick little promo for uh, Wednesday show coming up. Uh, of course, we do have Tears Day to get through before we get to Woden's Day, but on Wednesday, uh, Donald Jeffries will be talking to Buell Wesley Frazier, uh, who is, um, <clears throat> in case you don't know, the guy who gave Lee Harvey Oswald a ride to work. On November 22nd, 1963. But anyway, that'll be uh, live right here on Ocelli.com starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
and uh, hopefully I'll uh, uh, be able to produce that show. A <laughs> little bit of a reaction from Maria Heller, having been featured on Donald Jeffrey's show last week for two hours. Um, <clears throat> what can I say, man? Uh, I was not in control of that content. As per usual, I don't control my host's content. If I did, I would have been uh, less than pleased with... Uh, first time ever I actually was unhappy with Aaron Franz last show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't control these guys' opinions. I just don't. Uh, you know, I try and make sure it's a high-quality show, and if it gets to a point where I think they're giving you something absolutely toxic, I will pull it. It's that simple. Uh, but uh, up until then, they do their thing, I do mine. And we're trying to do that together here. Anyway, that discussion in the first hour, you know, I, I, I want to depart from it for sure. Uh, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those holes that's meant to be a hole. To make sure that people remain engaged in an emotional way. One thing I'd like to point out is that, um, you know, Hesher made the comment about I don't want to pay for it, and I get that. I wonder if you out there realize, if you've uh, collected a paycheck at some point or other recently, and you paid your, you know, obligatory Medicare <laughs> portion of your taxes, well, guess what? Uh, you, you, you're, you're buying vaccines, because the Medicare fund, in quotes, is paying for each one of these, in quotes, free vaccines. So, you're all good with that? All right. I guess, you know, a lot of things the government does <laughs> that I would not pay for. And I do mean straight up murder. There's no disputing it. Uh, these wonderful wars of aggression and choice. Which even the MSM, during its 9-11 observance, could not escape. Mentioning the fact that Iraq was certainly a war of choice. Hesher. You back with me? Oh, okay. I'm back. Oh, there he is. <laughs> okay. Thought I heard you for a second. Uh, yeah, like I said, though, it, they, they even had to recognize that Iraq was certainly a war of choice. I, I, I believe Afghanistan was as well. But, uh, you know, I'm crazy. So it's okay. But either way, a lot of things that we have no choice in, uh, money is taken from us and dedicated to. Like I said, I mean, Hesher, you know they, they were paying them like, I don't know, $65 a shot for these uh, vaccinations out of the Medicare fund. So, you know, just saying, if you're paying your Medicare uh, in your paychecks lately, that's something you're paying for. Yeah, I repeated that. I don't care if I did. Anyways. Sounds pretty sounds pretty socialistic to me. So does the whole... Doesn't it, though? Military... So does the whole military-industrial complex budget, that insane almost trillion-dollar budget over trillion dollars when we throw in all the money they don't tell us about that's all we have no choice in that there's no voting on that well yeah and you you, you wonder how many uh whatever's got to get pulled out of paychecks to pay for the new fleet of uh, nuclear submarines that they're letting us know about that they're building uh which i covered last tuesday with mike swanson <laughs> you know j just in his backyard there in virginia where he was noting that uh yeah they're going to build some more nuclear submarines and that's going to be hundreds of billions of dollars but uh, pay no attention to that, because we need that stuff. Um, you know, and the other things that go on. The money that's sent to wherever, whoever. I mean, when we were talking about uh, Ukraine on Friday, 
you know, the idea that a poultry package was sent over to Ukraine, I mean, it's still many millions of dollars. And Ukraine is just one place. There are many places where millions of dollars are sent all the time, every month. <laughs> Billions are sent out all over the place. So, I don't know. I'm waiting for the time when, you know, since we are talking in trillions when it comes to budgetary things, I'm waiting for the quadrillion budget. I wonder if I'm going to see that in my lifetime because, you know, it used to be millions of dollars. Asher, when we were kids, they would talk about millions of dollars going everywhere. And rather rapidly, we seem to escalate from millions to billions to trillions. One wonders if it's an escalation in spending or if maybe the almighty dollar is not quite as mighty as it once was. Well, little column A, little column B. But anyway. Outside of the general stuff, what did you uh, cover on Sunday Wire this week? Let's change directions here. Well, we were looking at the uh, the new normal, I suppose you could say. We we're kind of uh, we're, we're speaking with uh, Piers Robinson, um, who's a regular guest on UK Column and has been with us on Sunday Wire before. And uh, we were kind of talking about. Um, ways in which uh, propaganda have affected us and we were sort of comparing the uh, 9-11 media blitz to the COVID media blitz and what do you know there's just a whole bunch of parallels there mm. so that whole war posture you know against a concept like terrorism well since last year we have a war posture now against uh, feeling ill well, you know, yeah, the war, I, I noted that too. You know, it's a war on the coronavirus now, right? A war on the virus. Mm -hmm. It's right. fascinating to me that uh, a whole lot more people have actually died from the vaccinations now than uh, died on September 11th. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, and, and that's I know. according to public acknowledgement. I mean, I'm not talking about conspiracy theory here. Uh, those are the official numbers, but, but you know, it's a minuscule amount compared yeah, to 14,506 according to open bears today covid vaccine reported deaths mm -hmm. they shut down the h1n1 uh swine flu vaccine after 26 people reportedly died so how did we go from shutting something down with uh that sort of sample space having an adverse reaction leading to mortality to the point where we're at 14,506 counted and and we're still we're forcing people to take this we're coercing people to take this we're extorting businesses into mm. forcing their employees to take it what what has gone wrong how do we go, go so far since 2009 well you know we're supposed to be arguing over whether there should be 1 trillion or 4 trillion dollars spent on the overall budget right it, yeah, isn't right. that what we're supposed to be engaged in? Because let me let me ask you a question, uh, uh, Hesher. And have you ever knowingly seen a trillion of anything? I mean, anything, anything no. at all. Name it. I mean, it no. doesn't matter. No. Uh, it's you maybe could <laughs> grains of sand on the beach, but I'm not even sure if there was a trillion in my eyesight. It's it's a conceptual number. It's one I can only conceptualize. I don't even know how many zeros are in it. If I were to see it in my bank account, I wouldn't know what to do. No, I wouldn't know what it was. That's for sure. I, I Like, really, think about it. And I want the listener to think about it. Have you ever seen a million of anything? Now, maybe you have, and it's possible. 
I mean, you know, and, and don't give me the ocean either, because uh, oh, a million drops of water. All right, all right, all right. Come on. I mean, a million of discernible separate things. And you brought up sand, and I was thinking sand too. I was going to bring that up. But, <laughs> but think about this. A million discernible things that you could actually observe separately. There are a million pieces. There are a million boards. There are a million nails. Seriously. In one place, try and see a million of something. Try and see a billion of something. Try and see a trillion of something. And like I said, I feel like it's only going to be a couple of years. Somebody's going to be talking about the quadrillion, which would be the next step up before we get to a quintillion. Right? <laughs> okay, just saying. And, and people are going, are these like really words? Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're, they're concepts. You know, like after you go from thousands, you go to millions. Okay, people can conceive of thousands. They've seen thousands of something. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe. You've seen hundreds of things. Okay, fair enough. But you, you go into millions, and you have now gone into conceptual territory. I mean, unless you're one of these people who, who does have that bank account where you know what nine zeros ends up in. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know too many people like that. I mean, I have known people like that, but I wasn't aware of it at the time I knew them, which was a strange thing. They were they were odd characters. Um, and Even well, then, they never see all of those dollars at once. It's still a concept relayed to them over a screen these days. It's not like they're Scrooge McDuck and they're swimming in an Olympic-sized yeah. swimming pool full of doubloons. <laughs> well, see, but that was the thing I was thinking right there is that, okay, so I did once go to a strip club with Tommy Lee. Now, I know that that guy made more than a million dollars at a certain point. Uh, now, did he ever have it all in front of him at once? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I doubt it. And if he did, it wasn't in singles, so he wasn't looking at a million things. You right, know, maybe I, a million crystals of cocaine on the table. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, and even then, you know, I, yeah, I, I know. quite the pile. I've seen $100,000 worth of cocaine with my own eyes. <laughs> but uh, I, I did not do $100,000 worth of cocaine. I'm still here. But I, I'm just saying I've seen it. Um, you know, and, and again, I've seen hundreds and I've seen thousands of something. But even to try and deal with that, it, it's it's so weird. And then when you, you're dealing with all this stuff in the abstract, it's all very, very abstract. Um, so when we talk about the new normal and then we just observe that the old normal wasn't very normal either, uh, you know, what the hell are we talking about at this point? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was using that term new normal a lot and then I stopped because I thought about it and I, I don't think it was normal in the, uh, in the technical sense before the new normal came along. You know, and, and I was thinking that well before COVID-19 was everything, and now we have a 24-7 propaganda machine to tell you that, well, gee, you know, these vaccine-resistant evil people are causing all of us to become sick because they're flooding the hospitals now. You know, pay no attention to the breakthrough uh, infections and blah, 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 blah. Other terms. None of that stuff matters because it's all in the abstract. 
it's very interesting to me. It's 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 like if we step back and think about this for a moment, it's relatable only in that we all, almost anybody I've ever known, has experienced at some point or another a time when they've been sick. So just like they put forth other people's pain to make you remember your own pain, they put this forth, sickness in and of itself, right? And, I mean, almost anybody I have even a drop of respect for has at some point thought that they might lose their life in some event, something that happened, something that went wrong. So, here's the thing. It's a relatable fear-based program. And this is how not only is the virus pushed, but, oh, be afraid of the terrorists. Be afraid of, well, the fools that live next door to you for one reason or another. And, look, sometimes it's a good idea to be cautious with other people because they are under some very, very abstract concepts that have dominated their reality to such a degree that they can no longer see what's in front of them. But, uh, but, but this is kind of an odd place to go, I know. But, I mean, again, when we talk about the new normal, what was the old normal? Because the old normal didn't seem very normal to me either. I, I don't know, man. What, 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 are you, what are your thoughts there? Well, that's why we call it the new abnormal. Because what we had before was anything but normal. But what they want us to have now is a new form of abnormal. And it consists of a technocratic, dystopian hell reality where you can be house arrested. An entire continent can be on house arrest and tracked with their phones, mm. told that they have to take a picture of themselves and, and upload it to a government application with its GPS coordinates on it. And that if they're not within five kilometers of their house, they can expect to be arrested by the police. That's, mm. that's the new abnormal. The old abnormal was one where we were told we lived in a democracy. We didn't. Uh, that was been gone for a long time, living the illusion of one. But now we're we're being told that the founding documents are are hate speech, and that uh, we don't have any body autonomy, and that we should be pro authoritarian for our own safety and for the safety of others, and that we should give up um, our 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 rights to our children in schools and let those people act as authoritarians over the children, get them used to being treated like children for the rest of their lives because they treat all of us like children now. And as you pointed out earlier, we act like children because many of us are willing to submit to this sort of authoritarianism, and this sort of communitarianism, um, over the threat of some of our toys being taken away, over the threat of being able to go on vacation in a paradise taken away, or uh, the ability to have to be free of our children during the day and take them to a government indoctrination camp instead. You know, like people are 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 falling to this, and this is the new abnormal: submitting to communitarian demands from a sick society when 
we don't over something that we have a one less than one percent chance of dying from. Mm-hmm. You know, we you talked about terror, get get people afraid of terrorism. Well, what was our legitimate chance here in the United States of dying in a terrorist event? It was less than one percent. Right. What's your chance of dying from COVID? It's less than one percent. But you have to accept a whole new new abnormal digital currency, all that. You're gonna have to the bank's going to report you every time you take more than $600 out of your account? What? I mean, you know, it, it, they just took New World Order and they rebranded it as New Normal, as Build Back Better, as two weeks to do this or that. You know, that's that's what it is. That's all it is. It's New World Order. It's just a changing of the words and, and saying that it's for your safety and assuming... I guess correctly that most of us didn't read Orwell or haven't been paying attention. Well, and everybody forgets the companion book to that, which is Brave New World. Yep. You know, where where you you, you got to get a full-spectrum look at all this. I mean, uh, Orwell had a descriptor, but if you combine it and sort of interweave it with Brave New World, I mean, here we are. <laughs> In effect, one way or another... Whether you can see the systems or not, you know, you don't have to have the screen on the wall because it's in your pocket. You know, a couple couple of minor glitches there in the predetermination. That's it. And I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand how it is that, you know, again, another, another MSM talking head guy who... Really, I don't know how he still has a job. Uh, Bill Maher, right? Yeah. Okay, so he was all in line with the vaccine and everything. He is even starting to push back publicly about this, where it's like, I'm not not keen on getting the uh, booster, you know? I mean, he's going to do it, because he's going to do what he's told. But, I mean, he don't want the booster. He's sitting there questioning things. And honestly, he asked the biggest question uh, and, and keeps asking it. And, and I got to give credit even to, you know, listen, if the devil himself tells you the truth, you got to accept the truth, man. Um, when he was talking about this and has been talking about this, he keeps saying, well, why is it that people are not acknowledging that the majority of individuals who are dying from this are either very old or unhealthy? like really unhealthy, like really heavy, like really like, oh, he was perfectly healthy. You look at the guy, he's got no neck. I mean, I, I talked to you about this on this show where they, they showed the twins and the one guy's huge and I'm like, oh, the other one must be thin. He's not. And they're like, gee, we don't know why he died. And I'm going, well, <laughs> the guy wasn't healthy to begin with. I mean, this may have sped up the process, but something else might have. You know, it, it's not unusual for, and and on the one hand, it is the fault of the individual, but on the other hand, what's available to them? You know, this this acceptable uh, 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 poisonous food that is the easiest thing that is accessible. Not everybody's got even choices, you know. It's like, why doesn't somebody address that? Sure. You yeah. know, if, if someone can compel you to take an experimental shot for your health, 
you should be able to propel a McDonald's meal out of their freaking hands. Right? I mean, if we're all about keeping each other healthy, that means I should be able to uh, skip the line in front of me at the grocery store and pull all of the Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi out of someone's cart. And maybe, since we're telling people they have to have stuff, I can even put things in their cart. How about that? How do you like that, diabetes victim? Would you like me to take all your Diet Coke out of your shopping cart at the, at the store and replace it with water or coconut water? You know, how's that sound? How's that for a health intervention? Well, but it still comes down to the same thing I brought up at the beginning of the show, right? Where everybody seems to have a brand of authoritarianism that they want to sell you. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I don't think I should be able to tell the guy with diabetes in front of me that he can't have his stuff. Right? Because most people are choosing that lifestyle. They know it's not healthy, and they choose it anyway. Yes, there are plenty of people living in situations where they just don't have the education, the means, or the location to you know, nourish their bodies properly. But for the vast majority of lark rolling huge bags of protoplasm that I see at the grocery store. They're choosing to nourish themselves with poisons. Um, so, you know, just the whole well, thing see, is stupid. You know, I've never wanted to slap the hamburger out of somebody who is enjoying that part of their human experience. You no, know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, like no, if, I'm with you, it, but here's, here's the weird thing about it, right? Here, here's the contradiction in my head. And it's going to sound crazy, but, you know, there are countries where they don't allow the GMO'd food in. There are places where if you're going to make sweet stuff, you got to use, I don't know, sugar. You know, something that actually comes from the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. Instead of all of these chemicals and food-like substances. There are places where they don't allow this stuff. And I don't know, you know, it's like if you're going to be authoritarian about something, and if all that was available, I mean, the level of education wouldn't matter, and people could still have access to some of these other things, but if you make it through subsidies, and, you know, God help you, if you ever want to study anything, if you ever ask for a grant from the government to actually study something in the food system... You you have to sign an agreement that says you're not allowed to criticize Monsanto, which is, you know, now bare aspirin, right? Um, yep. So it, it, it's bizarre to me that this is the system, and, and nobody wants to address that. I mean, if you want to build something back better, for real, how about people? Educate them. Show them what their choices actually mean. There's a ton of people who have no clue. I mean, I know I see that all the time. And look, I wouldn't deny anybody what it is they, they want to do to themselves all day long. I'm the guy who will tell you that I don't believe in drug prohibition at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the guy who doesn't think that we should tell people anything about their lifestyle so long as you're you're consenting, knowledgeable individuals. You know, I don't think 10-year-olds should decide to go get married. I really don't. But, uh, you know, once you get to that age where seems like you can formulate your own decisions anyways, I think it's fair enough to let people do that, even if they are things that I find abhorrent. 
You know what I'm saying? But freedom, it, freedom, yeah. right? Like that's what we thought we had here: freedom see, to yeah. become a a fat ass if you want to, freedom to not become a fat ass. If but you, you got to admit something: freedom. you're only a little younger than me. You got to admit that this has proliferated. In in I mean, the time when we were kids. Think about it. You didn't see like. 10 families at Walmart you know that were you know you, you start wondering if elevators are designed well enough you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying right. you, you didn't you didn't see right. you didn't see like vehicles that you you were afraid were going to shoot off sparks in the parking lot because three family members got into it you right. didn't see that when we were kids it didn't exi- yeah there were there were heavy people here and there and they chose to live that way. And you know what else? <laughs> Long before coronavirus, they used to die early too. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, yet, we didn't see that. No. And we we didn't. Furthermore, we didn't see that family unit consisting. If we did see like a, a heavy family, you rarely saw a a nine and a thirteen year old in tow with them that were also clearly just consuming tons and tons and tons of processed sugar, processed oils, and all kinds of, you know, stuff. Like, little, it was almost, it was rare for little kids to be obese, and now it's just common. I see it every time I go to town. Yeah, see, but outside of, like, subsidies on soybeans and stuff like that, that's another thing that goes on here, where the whole system is loaded to produce that stuff cheaply. I mean, it's to the advantage. Uh, I mean, you, you and I, we, we would have a hell of a time getting together, you know, an organic anything company. But I promise you, if we wanted to make some kind of new cookie, uh, we can enjoy government subsidies if we do it big enough. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And make Absolutely. it cheap enough that we can yeah. sell it to people for very little money. And, you know, at the end of the day, people got budgets to deal with too and i mean i gotta tell you it's hard to feed you know three four people uh when you don't have uh, certain levels of income and i do make compromises on occasion where it's like i know you know i'm giving my son processed crap gotta get through the week you know and i, I can't just feed him the fruits and vegetables because they cost four, five, six times as much to put in that kid's stomach. I mean, you know, it's it's not a matter of just the choice. And, and look, I don't even object. If that's what you want to do, you should do it with your eyes wide open. <laughs> you know, it, 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 the, like, like the anti-smoking campaign, you know, it's like I, I smoke. Uh, I think you recently quit, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, we were vaping, and we quit vaping. Ah, well, either way, so you got to that point. But, uh, mm-hmm. look, yep. I, you know, and, and I can tell you that I know that that's not good for you either, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can tell you too, man. I'm definitely glad I don't do that anymore. I, I have totally changed my mind on that. I now feel like smoking natural cigarettes is probably better for you than vaping Chinese fluids, and all of fluids are from China. Oh, yeah, look, see, but but here we go again. Tobacco 
not necessarily the issue. Right, right. <laughs> See, but it's when the processing they, <laughs> when they process it in the end, they gave them subsidies, which they did for a long, long time. They built huge businesses off of it. I mean, you go take a look at what Philip Morris is involved in today. I mean, it's, they they used to just be a cigarette company. They make everything now. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying, when you take a look at the odd landscape of things, the system is built to do what? Always. And, and this is the thing, is I can get somebody to agree to all that and still look at me and tell me I got to take a vaccine. Yeah. And it kills me because, okay, uh, I listened to an interview recently, I'm not going to name names, a guy who sounded really super intelligent who was on, spot on, I mean, like, on a bunch of things. People's personal freedoms. He was talking about psychedelics. He was talking about the, the odd, shifting, like, mind control landscape of things, on and on and on, right? You know where he lost me? He took the Johnson & Johnson shot. Uh. And he had said, previous to that, that most corporations of any size at all are run by sociopaths and by extension these corporations behave as giant sociopaths right and i said oh yeah right on yeah good okay and he trusts the science when it comes to johnson and johnson i'm thinking to myself is this the same people that had oh i don't know embalming fluid in their baby shampoo and lotion is this yes. the same people who couldn't figure out, uh, you know, the lightest element on the periodic chart, right? Talcum, talcum, talc. Okay, so right. talcum powder, uh, a basic natural thing. They couldn't figure out how to not put carcinogens in that. Um, is this the same people who have been sued repeated times for various medicines, from heart medicines, on and on and on? And, oh, by the way came up with a way to genetically modify opium so that they didn't have to score the plant anymore and go through that whole process, but they could actually just take it and grind it up and maximize their use of their brand new opium fields in, uh, I forget if it's, Tas I think it's Tasmania, where they got 750,000 oh, really? acres, yeah. We have a listener, a regular listener in Tasmania. Yeah, I think it's in Tasmania where they have 750,000 acres. Johnson & wow. Johnson does. All right, well, Jethro, if you're out there, check us on that one. That's very interesting. That's a lot of acreage right there. Yeah, and it, 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 but, but this new kind of genetically modified opium so that they could do what? Oh, right, sell it to all the companies that turned around and told you that, oh, Oxycontin is not very likely to be addictive. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, a likely story. So the, these are the people you should trust to tell you they have a vaccine. And, and the logic was it's based on older science. And it's, a, you know, it's not like one of these new things that's a little dangerous. And I'm going, wow, is this the same company that kept screwing up their own runs of their vaccine? I bet, I bet people forgot about that. Uh, we had to trash entire, you know, runs of the vaccine because we messed up. <laughs> you 
And, oh, by the way, our stuff might go bad. we got to use it up quick. Everybody forget those news stories from a couple of months ago? Or maybe maybe I'm imagining things. All right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, you know that you're dealing with a sociopath. You know you're dealing with a sociopath who does not have a benevolent record. And you're still saying, well, I can trust that. I, 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 I don't know what to do with that kind of logic, Hesher. And I know I've run my mouth a lot here over the past little while, and I've thought out loud and unscripted as usual, uh, and, and probably taking you down some weird alleys you did not want to go down tonight, but you're, you're, you're one of the few people I can talk to like this, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. Uh, that's one of the things that boggles my mind the absolute most. At, at a very fundamental level, we strip away all the presidencies and all the partisan stuff and just, you know, really flex the logic muscle for a second and and look at the history of these companies. Moderna never had anything approved ever, never done a vaccine before, all right? So why, why do we trust them? Uh, Johnson & Johnson, uh, $6 billion had to settle on, on cancer suits. They gave women and babies cancer with their talcum powder, and that's just the most recent atrocity from them. You can look it up. Pfizer has had over 140 cases against them, if I recall, maybe more. I'm going from memory here. They've done some crazy stuff. Uh, and who else do we got? We, we got uh, who else is in the roster here? Well, you know, you could throw NIH and CDC in there. You could throw FDA in there. And then you just start looking at the revolving doors. It's like, OK, first of all, uh, I'll throw Monsanto in there, too, since they're now owned by Bayer. Bayer sent AIDS-infested blood to other countries and <clears throat> used that as, as blood to inject into people, knowing it had mm -hmm. AIDS in it. So they're, they're willing to literally export AIDS-infected blood and inject it into people in other countries. That was in the 90s. So, yep. you know, these, these companies, to, to think that any of these companies or these three-letter agencies are benevolent or um, not capable of mistake, even if we're really nice and say those were all oopsies, which the Bayer example, not an oopsie, um, and I believe the talcum powder, not an oopsie. They knew what was in that stuff. They've known for a long time. So these are, are not benevolent companies that care ultimately so much about everybody's health that they're willing to give them free injections. By the way, I've said it before, I'll say it again, these are not vaccines. These are mRNA editing biotechnology. That is mm. not what we've been sold as a vaccine for our whole lives. This is something new and different, and it does not have any long-term data associated with it. It is harmful. It did kill animals it was injected into in testing, mm. and apparently it has killed more than 14,506 people also. So, you know, the, and, and I, was, I know now I'm kind of like going all over the place, but I'm thinking back to earlier when you were talking about this common group of friends and listeners that, that we have who, who had, who, you know, felt they had to take it, you know, or they knew they wouldn't be able to feed their family the next week or keep the job, keep their career, right. whatnot. Like, I, I hate that. I feel so bad for those people that they've been put in that situation. And I got to wonder what happens when it's booster three and booster four and booster five and annual booster. Like, 
do you people um it's a serious question do, do you guys that have dealt with this do you draw the line at a certain number of boosters or or do you just accept that you have to take whatever they say you need to take for for the rest of your foreseeable life well do you think they'll normalize it like a flu shot where it's like you got to get one of these every year and you know it, it, what, that's another odd thing what, what, what happened to the flu and is the opioid crisis killing anybody because all those companies you mentioned by the way if you have any problem with that they all had a hand in it and and, and they're getting to pay pennies on the dollar even when they've been sued so, you know, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, look, if you don't think that's a crisis, fine. You don't think that that was unfairly done to people. You don't think that that was, okay, no worries. We'll leave that alone. But, I mean, back to it, uh, Bear Aspirin, you know, take a look at their history with the heroin trade. Heroin was developed initially as a way to get people off of morphine. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> seriously. And... and repurposing, repackaging, and also loosing a bunch of things on people that do literally wind up killing them, this is the business they are in. Oh, I just right. quoted The Godfather, didn't I? Um, yeah. You know, sorry, but you want to talk about organized crime, it's no better organized than it is at the corporate level. Mm -hmm. But trust them. Sure. And you know what's funny is a lot of people have given me a lot of crap about being an anti-vaxxer. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't think I am. In principle, the basic idea of vaccinating somebody makes a little bit of sense. If it is done the right way. Now, the problem is that time and time again, we've had, and, and I was just catching a drug commercial the other day and happened to hear, you know... If you've had a vaccine, don't come near our drug. If you're allergic to eggs, don't come near our drug. And I went, huh, they're still doing that too. Where they've injected so much crap into people, now you have all these food allergies. And nobody wants to point out the correlation. I, I would dare say that not only the processed food has made people fat, diabetic, etc., 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 but perhaps the medications which have altered them because they have literally introduced an invader into their body and then their body has to go and fight it, that's caused a lot of interesting reactions. I'll tell you something. There are cholesterol medicines that do damage to the brain. Why? Because brain tissue and cholesterol are similar, okay? There is a lot to the science that I'm not claiming I understand all the way around. I have studied some of it. But you even take a look at what Pfizer put in their literature about this thing that they made. And they say it won't stop the spread. It won't stop the case. It won't stop a whole bunch of things it says it won't do that the media is telling you it does. And weird thing there is that, you know, I mean, I'm not trusting them to tell the truth, but if they're telling you that, See, th this is my problem with the vaccinations is somehow or other, you know, things like autism. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory, a myth. Okay. It's funny because somehow it's on the inserts in a lot of these 
medications, which are called vaccines, that this is a possible side effect. Now, when a dishonest company is willing to admit a little something like, eh, it's a possibility, run. (laughs) Run. I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. Like, how it is that these are those that we can trust. These are, and, and I do feel horrible about the positions people have been put in, and I've been grateful that I have not been put in that position. I don't know what will happen. You know, there, there's also discussions about taking away Social Security from people who don't get vaccinated. You know, you pay into a system your whole life, but maybe you don't get a vaccination, Hesher, you know, no Social Security well, for you. That's really what it comes down to, you know. Uh, are are we going to have a breakaway society imposed upon us in a best case scenario for 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 this for the new authoritarian bootlickers out there the the people that want to see us forced to take it and if we don't they want Spore saw some chatter today. There's a number of nurses right now who mm. are speaking out because they've lost their jobs recently. And more than one of them was pointing out an attitude that they're seeing common amongst their former co-workers. And the attitude, to sum it up, is basically, well, if a patient doesn't have the vax or won't take it, we'll just let them die. Like, that's literally how bad this has gotten mm-hmm. amongst the COVIDian death cult members. The, the folks like that that have taken it on, taken it personal made it a way of life they put their faith in it it's like a religion to them well that is so far and removed from what i used to think the the medical system was all about that uh we're gonna have to have a breakaway society with breakaway stores breakaway travel destinations breakaway health care or or what? I mean, what? What's the alternative? We all we all submit to this, and we all take whatever gene-altering drug they want to put in humankind for the rest of our lives, so that we can have our toys, so that we can live comfortably, so mm. that we don't have a bad social credit score. We're not allowed to play Call of Duty or subscribe to Netflix or get on an airplane. I mean. That's where they're saying that this all needs to go. They're, they're, you know, and there's too many of us. As far as I can tell, there are at minimum 80 million people in this country that haven't gotten it and don't want to get it. And that doesn't even take into account uh, any bad numbers from these people, which I suspect. And it doesn't take into account people that want to opt out after jab booster four or five or six or 22. Depending on how long this goes on. See, I don't know about you, but I never thought, and, and here, here's where I get surprised again, I never thought that I would be on the side of individuals that have to be told you need to respect another's humanity. Yeah. I, I never thought I would have to be, you know, like you said, in the medical establishment, we always thought that they, they were there to help you no matter what. I mean, didn't matter how you screwed up. Hey, look, you know what? Uh, the guy broke his neck because he was driving like an idiot. Oh, no, we still got to help him. You know, the, the, the people that started saying some years ago, that's okay. Let the alcoholic die. Let the junkie die. 
And I used to object and say, you know what? There's still people, man. You know, they would say, oh, well, they're in prison, so they don't deserve medical treatment. They would say, you know, they did this with that, with that, with their life, whatever. They don't deserve medical treatment. Well, it's kind of been turned back on you now. Mm-hmm. Where, well, you didn't get a shot? Well, you made the wrong decision. Maybe we let you die. Well, okay. If this is the way we're going, gotta say, man, it, 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 it's it's way more than depressing. I mean, I always knew the doctors were not really there to help you. I always knew that kind of thing because I never had money. <laughs> and when you don't have money, you get to learn that people that have money are usually not there to help you. But uh, and that's that's the simple equation. But this this is well beyond that. Now there is an encouragement here to demonize other people. Well, they made a bad decision. They did this. And now, ever after, even though I'm, you know, allegedly out here as a hero, as somebody who is a hero, you know, I got my God complex fully intact. I'm out here being a medical professional. I'm out here being this or that or the third thing, which has been deified based on some sort of societal program. I am above them, so I'm going to decide what it is they should and should not do. This is the thing. Your freedom should only go about to the end of your fist. And if somebody wants to engage in a boxing match with you, that's up to them. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's this, this non-aggressive thing I've just got so deeply ingrained in me where it's like, I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to be part of this. I I just want to be left alone and allowed to pursue whatever it is I think is a good use of my time because it's mine. And it's amazing to me how with so many judgments, people are now going to collectively push with this weird ill-informed majority to force feed people different things to force them to behave a certain way to force them to accept treatment odd thing Hesher I don't know again maybe it's because I'm just a touch older than you <laughs> but I, I I was always told this weird thing you know we, we, we lived in a place where we were allowed to pursue what we thought was happiness. I think there's a document somewhere, but it's got a trigger warning on it nowadays. So, you know, you got to be careful when you read it that said something to that effect. What are your thoughts, brother? I will cling tenaciously to my God-given right to strive for happiness and liberty. And no one is going to force me to take an experimental drug. I don't live in Auschwitz. You know, Mengele is not keeping me captive. As far as I can tell, the thing keeping most of us captive is crappy employers, crappy politicians, and crappy friends and neighbors and co-workers. And crappy media and crappy social media those are the things that are making this all a reality and for those people out there that say we have to do this 
where we can't participate in society, you can sit on my middle finger and spin and spin and spin. AlternateCurrentRadio.com <laughs> There's a tagline for you. You, you, ought to, you ought to take that right out of this show and just excerpt that portion right there. Fade it out right after you give the description of exactly where you need to put something. So anyway, Hesher, two hours went by. I'm amazed. How about you? Yeah, me too. That was fun. Anyway, I was thinking out loud. I might have meandered a bit, but what can you do? Migraine headaches suck. Meanwhile, I'll be back tomorrow night here on Ocelli.com, and I know Alternate Current Radio continues on and on. I'll give you the links with the show notes, and hopefully this will be posted over at ACR as well. Until tomorrow, I am merely Ocelli. All of you are indeed the effect. Good night.